1: Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass. You give Cole Wright high marks?
2: Uh, I'm a huge Cole guy. David.
3: Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek football program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com/slash DDFP.
4: Now here's your host, Dave Damashek.
1: Hi and hello, football fans. I hope all's well wherever you are. Here in Studio 66, we're ready to roll with the aforementioned Cole Wright and another pal of ours who we'll say hello to in the meantime. Uh, a lot of good stuff you have to go back and listen to. NFL.com slash DDFP is how you track it down. Go back and listen to all the shows. I dare say that since the Super Bowl, there there is no show under the sun that has been as red hot. There's one episode that I think we all agree, and I'm not going to tell you what it is because it would besmirch the names of the people who part. There's one episode out of what? Like, how many do you think we've done? Like 30, 40, 50 episodes since the Super Bowl? That's the only one that was not the greatest. It was mediocre. It wasn't awful. It was just not great. All the others, solid gold, and that is largely owed to the quality of guests we've had, like the man seated to my immediate left. There he sits in his Siamese Dream Smashing Pumpkins T-shirt. Mm-hmm. It's on pride a two- of pride of
4: Downers Grove, Illinois. It's a de- oh, you're way. on.
1: It's on a uh, two DDFP episode streak. That T-shirt.
4: <clears throat> no, no, no. I said last week I was going to wear this. What'd you wear last week? I don't know. I think I don't a, like it. Just a regular. I think he shirt. did
1: wear a Smashing Pumpkins shirt. What? Right? No. Then why did it come no. up? No. No spaghetti. You're we
4: talking about something that that led us down that path.
2: It was best <laughs> uh, or coolest concerts you attended. That's what the topic was.
1: All right.
3: Oh, okay. That shirt's too Ooh. new. Too. Come on. That's new. not an
4: authentic.
2: That's uh, not, I, mean, right. I,
3: I didn't get it back in that's, 1994. Yeah. I mean, on access, that's, that's, know, not, that's hot hear. topic. That's hot topic all day, all <laughs> night right there. I, mean, hear, am I, I didn't serious?
4: Serious? get it at the big Theater. I mean, it's, a, it's all it's right. It's Cole
1: Wright. How are you? Son?
4: I'm doing well. How are you?
1: Hey, we are putting it together. We've got to figure this out before summer concludes. In fact, before the the uh, training camps get underway. I want to find out who has the best arm here at NFL Media. Mm. Is it? I mean, the the front runner certainly. David
3: Carr, right? Will yep. be David Carr. Sure, but that's throwing – Cole's right with them, though. That's throwing a football. Thank you, money. Yeah, thank you, my friend. Well, I mean, look at those pipes. Well,
1: Cole Wright. You. Is a minor league baseball player. No, Let's. I want I, to do
4: at what position? I moonlight. I play minor league. Was okay. 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 All right. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. That would you be know, great. It, it needs
1: need... to be yeah. past tense. <laughs> Listen, if I played minor league yeah. ball, I would want that to be present tense. I sne- Even I sneak when I'm 88 years yeah. old, I'd still want like minor league ball player. Oh yeah. yeah. You know that the, those they are go, things that they I go hand in for. hand, right? Sure, yeah, I
4: guess so. Falconer, yeah, <laughs>
1: they have a big, big <laughs> leather glove. Yeah, now exactly. you're being silly. Now you're yeah. being silly. No, okay. let's say hello to uh, to our other guest. seated, to Cole's immediate left mm-hmm. there. You know him as uh, one half of the greatest radio show in all the land. Also, he's the voice of your Los Angeles Chargers. Here he is, everybody. It's Matt Money Smith.
4: No more. That's yep, disrespectful
1: that's to Cole. We can't do Whoa. that. Why not? But you know what we yeah, have you know. He's got
4: a theme song. That's I mean, okay. play it. I mean, Cole,
1: repre- Cole requested theme music, and it was. Uh, would you ask for a Tribe?
4: Something in the in the, the same kind of tune no, as a Tribe? Co- because he wore that
3: wow. Siamese
1: Dream shirt, it's got to be some Smashing Pumpkins uh, parody song. Is what? We're oh, parody song. Well, right. right. some sort of knockoff there. Anyway, how are we, money?
3: I'm oh. um, well. If I were to do Smashing Pumpkins knockoff, uh-huh. I think I'd probably do Silverchair. I think that'd be like, right? We're kind of like generic, band, right? yeah, yeah, Australian, Australian band, one yeah. hit. A lot of people are like, oh, it's like Pearl Jam. It's like, nah, no. the Fuzzy Guitars, I think that was Smashing Pumpkins' knockoff. But what
4: about Swan? jeez. So, I mean, isn't that kind Swan. of a Smashing Pumpkins knockoff? But aren't knockoff? Smashing yeah. Pumpkins,
3: Billy, smashing
1: pumpkins themselves a straight-up knockoff? I don't know that many people know the band uh, My, Buddy, My Bloody Valentine, but isn't that basically what they're doing?
3: Yeah, I guess Sonically. Fuzzy Guitars, um... Yeah, I don't know if I I would go. Mo- yeah, I guess that works. That works. I mean, it's it's post hardcore is kind of I think what the the category if you wanna. Get specific about it. I think that's probably the category I'd slot both of those in.
1: We have pro football to kibitz about. We do. But I do have to ask you this, Money, one more thing. Because, uh, well, listen, Cole Wright has uh, rangy music tastes as well. I do. I do. What I just stumbled onto, for the first time in a quarter century, and I can't recall the last time, I heard a song that I haven't heard in that long and then suddenly been sucked down the rabbit hole of listening to that band's music. Where do we come down on? Nine Early 90s pseudo hipster sensation indie band from the UK, the Stone Roses. Oh, my God. Well,
3: uh, so here's what I'll tell you. Love Stone Roses. You do? Um, I do love them. Woo-hoo! Absolutely love them. However. I just
1: heard I am the
3: resurrection and went wild, yeah. and then I want to be
1: adored. And then as you start listening to all your music, I realized, hey, wait a second. The front man at least is a narcissist. Ian, Every song well, has I in it.
3: So I was, when I was the music director at K-Rock, we have this big concert uh, for the first time out inland from L.A. So L.A.'s got all these iconic venues, right, that you can do these shows at. But we say, well, our stick reaches all the way out to where the dirt people live. Um, you know, basically just you're driving east of Phoenix uh, and you're an hour and a half on your way there. And there's still a lot of listeners. So we put on this giant concert, probably like 15,000, 20,000 people. Headliner, Morrissey. So and Wait, is
1: this Weenie Roast?
3: This is called Inland Invasion. So okay. Weenie Roast is always in Irvine. Acoustic Christmas was always here up in L.A. And then we're like, wow, we got to super serve this I huge saw, population. I saw
1: K-Rock Weenie Roast probably in the time when you were working there. Probably. As opposed to uh, when, you, when you veered into the world of sports, although mm. you were doing pseudo sports. I was doing – People yeah. may not know, Matt Money Smith –
4: Multifaceted.
1: Succeeded, one Jimmy Kimmel as the sports guy on the world-famous morning show on uh, K-Rock here in Los Angeles – and uh, yeah, I saw some great, some cr- ones that I thought. Oh, the oh this shows will be are cute. unreal! I saw the Cult and was unironically over the moon Fantastic about how good they band. sounded. Yeah. You know who else was like that? Who I would never think I would enjoy, but was was among the maybe three most charismatic frontmen I ever saw in my life. Stone Temple Pilots. Scott Weiland. In between, hell of a frontman. Yeah, in between the uh, the smack uh, <laughs> turndowns, he was kind of. Clean for a little bit. Was that and at he, Angel Stadium? No, this okay. was. Okay, this was, oh, at the weenie roast. was
3: it. Right, weenie roast, but was the weenie roast itself at Angel Stadium no, or no. it was at Irvine Meadows? Yeah. Okay. And at it was. Shed. It was just. Yeah. I
1: mean, he was. Uh, you know, androgynous. You know, early oh, 21st century man. Mick Jagger. Kinda, kinda Really commanded
3: it. a stage. Just D- dynamite. And D- I also Jane's
1: Addiction. Ooh. And another one, I thought, ah, they're old. And for nostalgia's sake, that'll Man, be good. Of, that was a
3: while ago. That was like, well, well, it was, yeah. yeah, like 96, 97 is probably. But just quickly to the point, so Morrissey cancels like he does all the time. And for people that don't know, Morrissey is probably one of, I'd say, the three biggest artists in Los Angeles. If, were, if Morrissey were to play a week of shows in L.A., he could sell out twenty thousand seats true? in there. Really? Yes, huh. he could sell out. It is huge in the uh, Latino community. Absolutely huge. Morrissey. Morrissey. Morrissey, massive. And the Smiths. And the Smiths. So I mean, when he comes to Why? town, what's he can. The, sell, what's the just love him. I mean, and I think a lot of it's K-Rock played the hell out of the Smiths back in the day. So that was probably their charter artist of the 80s with Depeche Mode. Smiths, Depeche Mode, Cure were the three. So anyway, so he cancels. So I'm the music director. We're scrambling, trying to figure out how the hell we're going to deal with this mess. Because he's the headliner. I mean, he's really the reason why these people shelled out 60 bucks a ticket and uh, as we're figuring this out the stone roses are about to go on and uh, Ian the frontman for the stone roses here's this whole conversation so stage turns stone roses uh, first chord play their first song and the first song and uh, Ian grabs the microphone and goes morsey ain't coming eh now ah, oh, you here to see morsey well he ain't coming have a good day with that morsey ain't coming and went you <laughs> Everybody starts freaking out, screaming, booing. We've now got to figure out because we haven't made the announcement. Hey, he's not coming. But keep your ticket stubs. We're gonna do a show. He'll be back in a month. He's under the weather, kind of thing. We never got a chance to do that. And I thought that place was gonna burn to the freaking ground because that jerk decided to scream that into the microphone instead of letting us handle what a mess it had become.
1: So, <laughs> yeah, from true. the Stone Roses. Do, yeah. do you know the Stone Roses? I do As not. Well, Shamefully, Cole? I do
3: not. Well, I, like I, I, I would listen to their knowledge.
1: go back and find their eponymous. Yes, record. it's dynamite. It really is good.
3: I mean, Opens with "I want to be adored." I think. I want to be um, adored is Stone is
1: I've been kind, con- you know. I've been putting together my Spotify list, and at some point we will release it in full for everyone to review. But money, get up to speed here. Me and Cole, and who else was in handsome? Yep. We gave our greatest shows that we've ever attended. And uh, one of which was, I said, uh, I I think for history's sake, the the biggest one I ever attended was uh, just how it hit your ear in 2018. I saw Smashing Pumpkins open for Nirvana on the In Utero Tour. That was a big one to see. Uh, money. I also saw the Who in 1989 when it seemed like wow these old men are playing <laughs> right. again. What a crazy thing! <laughs> no, yeah. you can go see them this year. <laughs> yeah, now, now yeah. You can go see them again. Yeah,
3: 31 years later. Yeah, still. Can still you playing. imagine?
1: These guys are in like their mid 40s and they're still playing rock and roll. Yeah. It's crazy.
3: <laughs> and they are. And they're and how now about, they're like, in their yeah. 80s or whatever. And Mick Jagger's true. making dad jokes on Instagram. It's it's you know. Lay it
1: on us, Money. Well, Greatest show you've seen. It's going to be a dead show.
3: No, Well, my favorite dead show was, uh, I believe, 1989 World Music Theater. Oh, um, nice tinley park it was the it was the last show that brent ever played so and brent did an epic fire on the mountain and he passed he overdosed two days later so it was the last show he ever played what a
1: crazy thing i uh, remember that when that yeah. happened and then um uh what's his name uh the piano uh, player uh um, well that's who it was Bruce Bruce oh yeah
3: hornsby had to fill in Bruce exactly for the remainder of the tour. In
1: and i see i see him filling in are you sure that's 89 because it might be – I think it's 92. No. 91 or 92. Because I was in high
3: school, and I graduated wow. high school in 91. Um, so I want to say I was either a sophomore or a junior. So was either I saw or at 90. deer
1: creek outside of Indianapolis yep. in June. I think it was 91. It might have been 92. I saw Bruce Hornsby fill in, and it was dynamite. That's another. That's a probably be top five or six uh, greatest live. But I had some great. I mean, and Cole grew up up in Chicago,
3: so he knows. Hit the road, sophomore in high school, dude. Uh, yeah, I started when I was a freshman, actually. Pretty cool. Uh, Yeah, pretty cool. Money was out
1: there making money and everything. Selling (laughs) grilled cheese, I was.
3: We sold grilled cheese uh, to make, and we would sell a buck a sandwich, and we would end up making a couple hundred bucks. And reinvested nice. in other things that you could purchase in the parking lot. But the uh, the some other vent there's some iconic venues in Chicago, and I can just think of some great uh, you know more than the dead. Even I love hardcore and punk rock kind of stuff and industrial. I grew up in that time, so I saw Front 242 at Metro, and it was an unreal show. Um, that's one. So there's this band called Nitzer um, and also just kind of industrial era. So this guy, you know, you don't really there's no internet really so you just kind of read articles about these artists and then you wait for them to come to town to see if it matches up with this music so i've got this record called that total age um, by nitsereb that i highly recommend if you just kind of want to see what was going on in the underground scene back in the late 80s and he shows up and i want to say it was at riviera which is another iconic kind of punk rock venue in chicago and he rolls out this stack of basically just you know just think of a rack of you know, computers and instruments pushes it out on stage. Uh, then walks out with a microphone, sets it down on stage, turns around, hits a button, the beat starts, and he grabs the microphone. And it's just this one guy and all of in this just rack of machines for probably ninety minutes straight. And it's the ah. most intense, compelling, Knits unreal. A Reb. Knits a Reb. It was fantastic. I thought. I mean, and you know, this is physical mosh pit kind of stuff. And I, I mean, the, the place was just a giant fight for did 90 Did you ever minutes. go into a mosh pit, Matt Money? Speech? Yes. You did? it. That seems it. like a bad idea. Absolutely loved it. You know what? I was pretty good. I was, it's kind of like the Russell Wilson of mosh pits. I was just really good <laughs> at avoiding direct contact. So even though I was a small, smaller guy, I was pretty good about not letting anyone lay a clean hit on me. Uh, let- um,
1: Hey, uh, hey, dude, it's not cool to hit the girl. Wait, that, no, that's a guy. <laughs> it's no, a guy. No, wow. That's a guy. It's <laughs> wow. Oh, look at it, look at I'm those. sure there was some You're of that. Look at those legs. Yeah. Wow. Those aren't the legs sh- man. I'm definitely those sure are, there those was are some le- of that. Those are, me- those are girl legs. No, no, no. Oh, back, And then they were past them. That's wow. why I never got hit. The, the, oh, only, right,
3: uh, the only trouble I ever got in, sorry, and I'm telling too many stories now. Oh, I like it. The only trouble I ever got in, I'll never forget, it was a Lime Spiders, also from Australia, Bjork show. But it was Sugar cubes when Bjork was in the Sugar Cube. The Sugar Yeah, so I saw them at Riviera. And, you know... Line Spiders are punk rock. And, you know, Bjork, sugar cubes are not what you think of, Bjork. I mean, it was pretty heavy stuff. And and Bjork's vocals were just kind of this angelic sort of layer over some power. Um, So I'm like, things moving here, you know? So me and a couple friends were pushing some people around, trying to get the pit started. And uh, apparently the bouncer was having none of that. And he was just coming fist cocked, just right probably for the back of my head. And thankfully, one of my friends kind of saw him. And he just grabbed me and carried me away before I could get that clean shot to the Back of my head. Cole Wright, trouble. Are you? Uh, were you ever in a mosh pit? Never.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, huge,
3: huge fine. Bjork fan though. Yeah, you know why? Look at him. He doesn't need to go into a mosh pit on, like, to secure his masculinity. I'd, I'd I had the something to prove. Guy who walks out with
4: like a bunch of busted teeth because everyone comes running at me first.
1: The F- I, I would say <laughs> in the, <Yeah>. the <laughs> three among the the three incidents that I came closest to death uh, it was uh, at a Rage Against the Machine show at the Aragon. Nice. Uh, where, all these, uh oh yeah Chicago, venues, Chicago, venues, all Chicago right. venues yeah I got this Press of Humanity that's also where I saw uh, the Nirvana show that's right the about 500 people before they even hit the stage this press up against us we were right at the front and I literally literally there was one human being in front of me between me and the stage and I literally on his weight and the weight of the people behind me was Lifted off the ground, I was suspended off the ground indefinitely. You could with do. the press, and you try to resist, and you like, oh, I, I can't resist the weight of uh, five hundred other human beings. Wow! It was I was it
3: was. Did scary. you ever think about getting pulled out? Were you looking for security to raise that hand to say, it, "Hey, man, pull me out of here"? It, I, gotta, I don't want any more of this. It,
1: it wasn't a question. It was a it was a requirement. <laughs> we were going to so die did. in there.
3: Yeah. So you did. You got pulled out. Yeah, my okay. cousin okay. Mitch yeah. and I See? were out of there. Yeah, yeah, I knew you cut that story short. I
1: didn't cut now any. you I cut it I'm short. You cut it
3: short. It ends with you begging for safety.
1: Sorry, hard-o mosh pit. <laughs> wow. Anyway, Emma VP, are you now way in here? When I get nervous that we've gone too far afield, is this too much for you? Early 90s uh, white man rock.
2: I definitely don't relate to it, but I think other people do, so you should continue.
1: All right. Mm. You, in, you, you like it then? Yeah. Spaghetti?
2: Oh, I mean, this is my wheelhouse. I love music more than sports. So, yeah, Spaghetti, us keep going.
1: Spaghetti, where do we come down? We are going to get into pro football here, so bear with us. But now now we've uh, – I mean, down here.
3: that what, can is open.
1: Money – oh, you know what? And, Money, I'll thank you since you're the uh, greatest enthusiast of them all about Eddie Spaghetti's tweets.
3: I saw – I'm actually Got pulling it up right pounds. now. I saw a couple last week that I really enjoyed.
1: The Bombers are slugging all of a sudden, so he's really he's really <laughs> at peak spaghetti right now. Um what, where do you come down on Nirvana versus Pearl Jam? I start with you, Cole Wright.
3: I go Nirvana. It's not even close.
1: Nirvana. Yeah. I mean, Over Pearl Jam.
3: I mean, it's they've lapped the field.
1: I agree, but I think that hurts Spaghetti's feel. Well, I don't think you it's know, accurate, though. That's the well, only thing.
3: For, for
4: me, one of the things that, <laughs> that catapults Nirvana is the fact That's
1: that— That's the only thing.
4: As uh, is, is great as Nirvana I hear that was,
2: opinion.
1: It's just wrong, but okay.
2: <laughs> they're just—they don't—they they sound—they're don't, they sound, uh, very like the Pixies, like slow, 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 hard, fast. I think it's slow, slow. It's just kind of formulaic. I mean, Dave Grohl was writing songs for Foo Fighters at the end of their—like, t- they they weren't that great live. Like, he was not having a I'm good sorry. Time. Your
3: defense of Pearl Jam is that Nirvana was formulaic? Yeah. <laughs> because Pearl Jam's a pop band. I mean, it's not even a rock band. Those are pop songs. Pop wow. songs? Yeah. I mean, those are pop songs.
2: Have you listened to, like, Binaural or No Code? I'm not even going to acknowledge See, that. that See, the answer is no, because you <laughs> haven't. So, I mean, one, it, one, I would, one band, would, still touring, go, still uh, headlining. I, I mean,
3: would say that you have listened to those Yes, uh, I have. Well, it is a little bit. I would, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, would venture bit, to say. No, no Code, is, no no, pop no, code is about 25 years old, so. Yeah, there's
2: no pop songs on there, though. Those are pop songs.
3: They're very Present tense, in my tree. No. Who
2: You Are, they're not pop songs.
3: All right. Who You Are? That's that's, that's like a their, complete pop song.
2: But it's so – the way the, the, mm. the, the, the tribal drums – it's, it's mm. so different than what you hear on the radio. Emma
1: VP, you know Spaghetti best. Is, uh, is, he, a he's, little, he's is he a little – He's upset a little sad about this? No, yeah. my, my, my he's upset. No, because my cool. whole thing is just
2: better tickets for me, so that's what I always say.
4: Mm-mm. That one cut. Yep. That one did cut a little bit. <laughs> yeah, did. I, I think you'd have to catapult Nirvana up just because the fact that Dave Grohl, the drummer, went on to start his own band that was – Better than Nirvana, yeah,
2: right. <laughs> Let's Not get into a
1: little bottom. more sacrilege here. Cole Wright, well, I know money's st- stance on this. Almond Brothers or Leonard Skinner?
4: Wow. Hmm. I, I, I would, almost wore my Almond Brothers shirt today, too. Well, eat about a that?
1: If, if there are five if there are five albums on a deserted island for me to listen to, that is one of them. Also. Which one? Melissa, Eat yeah. a Peach. And uh, Melissa is, mm. is I think, makes, I really, I don't, for no good reason other than my own vanity, I feel obliged to make my proper list. I When I hear songs now, I think, this is a candidate to be in my top ten songs of all time. And then I see that in my own head, and I realize, well, who cares? What what, what need is there for this list? And then I remi- I'm reminded of the fact that I'm vain, and that's why I need to do it.
4: I don't know who I'd rank over who. I feel like I, feel like it's, I, I know just enough. Tuesday's Gone, but no, another but, candidate but not for a top ten song. But not enough about each of those bands to, to rank them
1: okay. accurately. Public Enemy, win Place, show this one for me. Public Enemy, Tribe Called Quest, here's your curveball, the Beastie Boys. It's cool to denounce the Beastie Boys.
4: Who would who would denounce the Beastie Boys?
1: A lot of people do. A lot of people really like that. Yo, yeah, a lot of people. I
4: feel like they're they're founding fathers of hip hop.
1: Oh, there are a lot of people who Fa- will founding tell you that, fathers that, they, of that, that they are not really talented. I mean, they break Run DMC, Cool J, guys.
4: Beastie Boys, all part of Def Jam. Okay, in, in the mid eighties, I'm just I telling you, you what you I know. Can't discount. What the Beastie Boys and everybody with Def Jam Records had to do with hip people. With a lot
1: of people will tell you that, uh, that they're not talented and you don't know what you're talking about if you say that they are. They, they broke because they were white. That was what a lot of people will tell you.
3: Wow. That's a tough one, though, because cause Public Enemy kept making records and they got pretty bad. Yeah, they were You know, bad. But if you just go, you know, Yo, Bum Rush the Show, Takes a Nation, and Fear of a Black Planet, Bang, 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 that's better than anything, right? I think that's yeah. better than... Uh, licensed Ill, Paul's Boutique, Ill Communication, and then Quest. You know, I, I like them. It's just to me, they're they're. It's so different. It's it's just not in the same. Theory. I put Called so. Quest number one. Right. I would, and do. I think a lot of people would. But oh, yeah. oh, oh. For me, it, it's 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 not. But, they're but, third what, out but of those when you three. go Public
4: Enemy first three better than Beastie Boys first three. I feel like the latter albums for the Beastie Boys are better than Public Enemy's later albums.
3: I think they're comparable. I mean, but yeah, I mean, look after after Fear of a Black Planet. Um, I think I doing one? Soundtracks Yeah I feel like I'm missing yeah, They weren't one. great I'm missing one there Right I'm missing one For Aren't I I not want a joke On Fear of a Black Planet That was on Fear of a Black yeah. Planet Okay
4: yeah, yeah So that's those three Yeah And that came out When I was in like Sixth grade Fear one of Black more. Planet? Yes.
3: Damn, I'm was, that old. What was that Ish. was that 1990? I, think I was in college. That's or 89, 89 or 89, Yeah, so yeah, I was in high school. Yeah.
1: Um, and also one more now since we. Uh, I
3: think Emma's over it.
1: Are you done yeah. with this now, Emma VP? No, this is awesome. You
3: sure? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought, yeah, I, thought, yeah, I, I, yeah, thought yeah, I just yeah. saw an eye roll. <laughs>
4: Emma, Emma's googling stuff right Bye.
1: now. Like, Who are we'll these people? Cut it off. Emma wants to talk about <laughs> football. Yep. What do you I want to say about football? I saw it. I don't know. Go ahead and keep talking about music.
3: No, it's all right. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I recognize it. We I recognized have fun it. in
1: June. We can't talk about music. Here, how music? about this? I'll split Continue. it up.
3: I'll split it up with this. I'm not having a quarter-life crisis. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite Eddie tweets from last week.
2: <laughs> that was in response to the donut consumption.
3: I oh, mean, you went after donuts hard, huh?
2: Three places. Whew. Yeah. So. Spaghetti,
1: hmm. donuts, or wings.
2: Oh, you went, you went on,
1: you went on an eating binge. One day donuts, one day wings.
2: Yeah, uh, donuts it, over wings Chris, for you. Krispy Kreme, I think, is my number one all-time food.
1: Ugh, you yeah. know my stance on that. I don't approve of the Krispy Kreme. It's
5: too. How
3: dare you? So, it's, it's super sweet. It's good. It's, it's good. just precious. Yeah.
1: It just has all these uh, requirements to it.
4: They have to be. They have to be hot, of course.
1: It's uh, who's who's like early early career Fred Taylor. You know, is what a Krispy Kreme is. Oh, he's the best running back in the game. So long as he's ready to go. So long, like, oh, Drew Brees is <laughs> so great. Many stipulations. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. the Krispy Kreme. He. That's I've made that comparison before. In fact, Drew Brees is the Krispy Kreme of quarterbacks. Oh, he's the best. Well, as long as it's under a dome, and as long as it's this kind of, you know, there there are all these stipulations that you need to lay wow. down on it. The Krispy Kreme is delicious as long as you get it right out of the oven and you eat it right there, and you get. I love. What the? How good is it?
3: I mean that. So the, what is your donut? If you're, if, yeah, you're if we're going into a donut battle, you're bringing what to the fight?
1: I'm bringing a, a from Maine, from uh, from chain places. I'm gonna go to Dunkin' Donuts. I'm gonna bring yeah. you home a buttermilk.
3: Yeah. A, a buttermilk. They don't even make their donuts at Dunkin' yeah, Donuts I anymore. That's Come on, I don't. Do, you're bringing don't, a buttermilk. Come on, Eddie. You're bringing a for just for, a straight crispy cream original. crispy cream original cold, glazed,
2: stale, fresh. I don't care. What do like, you bring? It. It's better than all of them.
4: I feel like a, a a blueberry cake donut. See, that's a that's a great one.
3: Have you ever that had a blueberry cake donut? That is cake so donut? underrated. That I never had. They, they could be good. I, don't,
4: I feel like blueberry cake might trump. Have it. you ever had the
3: Krispy Blue, Kreme blueberry. blueberry cake? Yeah. Nah. It, it might be the finest donut ever I feel made. Like they might not be big enough. I feel it like a blueberry is small cake because you're used to nasty See, and I like the old, old fashioned with the maple on it too. The old because it really big. soaks up that frost. as well. well.
1: You guys are talking a lot about you're you're talking about apple fritter. Too much. Cousin Sal, wow. cousin Sal wow. gives <laughs> me much. the business because he acts like I have selected some obscuro donut. A cherry cake
3: donut is an actual donut. What is a cherry cake donut?
5: <laughs> oh,
1: well, yeah, it's a blueberry cake donut except it's not blueberry. <laughs> I've never seen.
3: I've never seen one. <laughs> I've truly never seen one. I don't one. know why. why. Where would I find? Wh- 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 okay, where do I one? find this cherry cake donut? Dunkin' Donuts for Dunkin' what? Donuts has a cherry cake? Only it's I feel boy. like only in season. Cheerios. I mean, I got a Dunkin' Donuts up the road from the house in Long Beach. Right, I'll go. go get it. I'll go get it. I think you're lying. I've never heard of it. Cherry, cherry tastes delicious. like medicine anyway. Blueberry is <laughs> <Well, laughs> a far superior flavor of donuts. Yeah. I mean, it's because there's <laughs> no blueberry-flavored medicine. I mean, most medicine is either grape or cherry. Sure. <laughs> so sure. that's Maybe where you're you coming going into the
1: quarter-life crisis. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, the, the, the other thing is, too, like people who would choose to eat a green apple over a red apple – they have low self-esteem somewhere <laughs> buried within them. Like, why would you do that? Same thing. Why would you, if you were given a choice, in a world that offers cake donuts and raised donuts, what kind of low self-esteem would you have to have to choose a raised one?
3: I can answer there's that. There's no meat no, to it. There's, no,
1: can... there's no sustenance That's to why you. The it. Cake, is. You can eat a bunch a of them. The a bomb
3: in the belly. Here's what it is. I think it's nostalgia. Because when we were kids.
1: That's not reason. I'm well, not looking for when, nostalgia. When you were a kid, what
3: I did eat. you do? What did you do when you went to the donut store? You went for the long john. He went for the bar because it was the biggest one, and that was the raised donut. At least that's what I did. I was like, well, this is a no-brainer. I'm getting the freaking maple or the chocolate long john. Hey,
1: Dad, that one's the biggest <laughs> one of them all. That's
3: right, Dad. My old man taught me a trick. This is one of the only – I think this might be the only thing my old man, Ralph Smith, ever taught me. We were sitting at the counter at the Mr. Donut. Mr. Donut, nice. In, uh, in <laughs> the there. in Southside. south side. Uh, And he says, hey, Maddie, you want to see something? Watch this. And he's got half of his coffee drink, and he takes a little bit of the cream off his uh, cream-filled, his vanilla cream-filled. And he uh, puts it in there. He goes, excuse me, man." <laughs> and the server comes over. He goes, Adam, milk is sour. It's curdled in my uh, coffee. I don't know what you want to do about that. But uh. <laughs> I was like, really? I think I was like eight years old. And he looks back. He's like, how about that, huh? I was like, yeah, way to go, Dad. You got a free 25-cent cup of coffee. Well done there. And say, Take that with you.
4: <laughs> I feel like your pops and my pops may be cut from the same. Yeah, right. <laughs> my, my dad snuck us into the All-Star game in, uh, at Wrigley Field oh, is and back right? in 1990. We, we did laps <laughs> nice. around Wrigley Field. And my Dad, why are we here so early? Like the, the gates aren't even open. We saw Renee Latchman going to the side door with his big World Series ring from the Oakland A's. And when, as soon as all the gates came up, he was scanning, scanning. Saw a 16-year-old girl. And as soon as the gates went all the way up, he gave her the $100 bill. And we oh, right yeah. Through. And then we were dodging. It was a rain delay. So we were dodging ticket takers all day long. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, my wife's over there. We're going to find my, this, that, and the other. And he's probably, if he, if he listens to this, he's going to be like, oh, my God, I can't. That's I told fantastic. you not to tell anybody this story. But then we sat next to the, the stealth bomber pilots. Because they did the flyover and back in 1990. The stealth bomber was all the rage. My God! Yeah, Ooh. so the Lamborghini uh, with wings is what so that thing was. Ch- in Chicago, Chicago dads teaching their kids how to hustle. Yeah, hustle. Right. Yeah, I hustle.
3: Love, yeah commit, how about that for all-star tickets and, and cups
4: of
1: and coffee. Felonies <laughs> that's how, you how, to that's
4: do. how we yeah. do in the shy.
3: There's nothing better than seeing your old man grease the skids. Yeah. There really isn't. <laughs> I swear yeah. to God, there. I watched him do it once at a dump when we had to put a bunch of plastic into a dump. He's like, "Hey, here, buddy, it's for you. All right." I just <laughs> nice. pushed a bunch of plastic out the back of the pickup I can't truck. Say,
1: I've ever seen the old man. Oh, it's the uh, nice. best. You know, slip, yep. uh, slip a slip a Hundy. Is it a Hundy or what? what well, what was, that, that was worked?
3: for the All Star game. Yeah, I mean, that, was, if that, was that was that was a regular was... season game. It's ten bucks. Yeah, exactly. You no, know, exactly.
1: Not a go see note on that. Good mm-hmm. note. Good note. All right. So uh, let should we talk pro football? All right, let's finally. No, she, if you, that want you want to. Wish? She's trying to so. produce
3: a show here. Yeah, She put Fine. together a nice rundown.
1: Fine. You know Thanks, what I mate. want to talk about before see we get to anything else? On. <laughs> oh, Eddie Spaghetti wanted to do his official NFL Network handsome rankings. So we want That's to depressing. Get, we want to get to that. There's some other things going on. But let's, let's talk about this. Golden State, I know I keep bringing it up. Golden State is on the verge of becoming, oh, entering the conversation of the greatest dynasty in NBA history. Once they complete this, three out of four in this era, it will, you know, all the vapid cynics notwithstanding, they will enter that conversation. Let's go beyond NBA ball, though. Let's do it. Let's take on the gargantuan task of, over the last half century, the greatest dynasty of them all. Let's start with the NFL. What is the greatest dynasty? You can shrug, but let me get through. (laughs) You have the Packers of the 60s. I will give you the knock on them right out of the gate.
3: I'm going Niners eighties.
1: There were twelve teams in the NFL. Niners eighties? Yeah. The okay. <laughs> you have the Steelers of the seventies. Which
3: is the only right answer in Dave's book. That's not yeah. that's, that's, you that's the You know what?
1: Not, you know what? I'm gonna surprise you. I'm gonna surprise you. Eighties okay. Niners, the ninety early nineties Cowboys. Cowboys. And the 2000 or the 21st century Patriots. Patriots. Those are your uh, nominees in the NFL. Let's get those can, in order. Can, Whoa, I, can I throw over.
4: an honorable mention?
1: I want, but well, I got to get your win play show. Yeah, you can go. I, about, I, if you say Bears, it's going to make um, me. No, upset. not at all. All right.
4: How no. about early 90s Buffalo Bills?
1: No, stop. Although they have, although they they're have no the championships,
4: I mean, how hard is it to get to, to four straight Super Bowls?
1: Very hard, but they're not in the conversation for greatest dynasty.
4: How about a- AFC dynasties?
1: No, they're still not in that. <laughs> no? I'm, I'm sorry to, sorry to be a jerk, but yeah, I, I would think you should have to have won a yeah, title in true. order to, to be in contention for being the greatest okay. of all time.
4: Fair go ahead. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Patriots.
1: Patriots of the 21st century.
4: I, I mean, Tom Brady and look what look what Bill Belichick and what have done off the, of Interstate 95.
1: The only issue. That I have with naming the Patriots is that it really is only two people, and then Bob Kraft, if you want to include ownership. That's I mean, everything else is not is is a moving part, but everything else it is two guys. It's Tom Brady, it's Bill Belichick, and that's the end of that.
4: Which makes it even more unbelievable. But it's
1: not. But dynasty, like by the brand, yes, the Patriots of the 21st century are a dynastic brand. But are we playing fast and loose with that term? dynasty when it's really you're just talking about two that's bands. like
4: if a, if a band changes the piano player or the you know the, the know. bass player so if, if I you still snob, have the same front like... man and drummer i mean you're still the same group for the most part
1: well fishbone to talk about the best, best bands we live, ever saw live, fishbone yeah. is no longer fishbone you can go see fishbone they don't have they have one or two of the original members mm. but are you seeing fishbone then or is it because I'm seeing the most important message? It's like Harold Melvin. Can I buy without, the super cool the t-shirt with the fishbone on it? If
3: yeah. I can buy the super cool t-shirt to say, hey, I went to a fishbone show. Because mm. they did have the best. They had the best gear. I mean, if you were wearing the Truth and Soul Tour t-shirt around back in the late 80s, early 90s, you felt pretty good about oh, yourself. Fishbone right.
4: performed right off a of PCH down in, in Redondo. And I, uh, I tweeted Dave Damischek. No likes. Yeah. No. No retweets. No Cole Wright no went to
1: American Apparel apparently <laughs> wow weekend and got a smashing. You know, I think
4: inside I got this at Target. T-shirt. Thank you very much. I'm not. I'm not ashamed to admit it.
3: So I think it's, I go win, <laughs> win. Niners. Place Patriots. Show Cowboys.
1: What a jerk. That's a, that's out of spite. He says that. That's out of spite.
3: Well, look what I get. I get Bill Walsh. Yeah, I get, get Joe Montana. I get Jerry Rice. I mean, you know, for the Niners. Then I get Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, and then I I get Jimmy Johnson and I get the uh, the triplets. I'm at Smith, Troy Aikman and, and the playmaker.
1: I will I'm say. pretty good about myself. Okay, go go ahead, Cole, Wright.
3: I go Patriots.
1: Patriots and, won. Win are the, they in the win. win
4: place would be San Francisco. And show? And show would be your Steelers. Oh, come on.
1: Thank you. Come on, Cole. I don't understand why you I I really don't understand why you say the I'm Niners right, I, out of spite.
3: No, I don't say the Niners out of spite. I say that I think the Niners is the best of all those teams cuz I'll take Bill Walsh over any of them. I think Bill Walsh out coaches any of the other – I mean, and all of them have Hall of Fame head coaches. But I think if you give me a choice, and I have a quarterback that's in the conversation is the greatest, I have arguably the greatest all-time football player in Jerry Rice, and I have, I think, the best coach of all time in Bill Walsh. That's why I'll take I'll take the 49ers. Take Bill Walsh over Bill Belichick. Yeah. Really? I think I do. Okay.
1: I am going to say, I, I, you know, I want to declare the Patriots if we can sign off on that being a dynasty – it's hard to argue in the free agency era against what Brady and Belichick have done. The only the only concern for me is is that properly a dynasty or is it just two guys dominating everybody else at their respective uh, um, you know jo- job t- at their job titles like money says. Right. And I do think Bill Walsh probably would head to head out coach yeah. Bill Belichick. I think he's the greatest coach of all time. Oh. Is uh, is Bill Walsh. I will say the Steelers at two, and the point that I always make about that, and I'll make it again to you here, is there is no dynasty, not in baseball, NBA, hockey, or otherwise, or any other area in the NFL that you can point to, to your Bills point. The Cowboys had to overcome the Buffalo Bills, who were a mighty team, and they beat them twice in the Super Bowls. And to get there, they had to vanquish Steve Young's Niners, uh, you know, a couple of – Brett Favre's Packers. These were good teams. However, if you make a list of the 20 greatest teams, greatest little mini dynasties or little eras for individual franchises – you would list in the top forget twenty in the top twelve or so. You would say the seventies Cowboys, the seventies Dolphins, Raiders, the seventies Raiders, yeah. and and to your Bill's point, you might also say the seventies uh, Vikings, who were mighty. They just were, um, they just happened to Couldn't be in this, this all time era of juggernauts. Yeah. And in spite of those all time great, great point, all time great teams, who still stood head and shoulders above them all. Four out of six years, the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's who. It's fair. How do you argue against that? I mean, the Niners didn't have to play that level of talent. They had to beat Ditka's team that, outside of a couple of years there, which was very good. The
3: Redskins were pretty good. The Giants were pretty good. I mean, there you were know. some good teams in the NFC en route to the Super Bowl. And plus – you can't control that, right? I mean, we can't... What do you mean control it? I you, mean, you can't, can't control happens? the level of competition. I'm just looking at the team itself. If I am looking at the construction of that team with those players on it, I mean, Roger Craig is arguably the most underrated the running back, back yeah. in the history of the damn league. If not, he's in the conversation. I mean, there's plenty of guys he's that in door sits in the conversation. I mean, there are guys, but he is... He is routinely overlooked. There's people that will take up for Dorsett, but there are very few people that take up for Roger Craig. It is one of those first true all-purpose catching the hell out of the ball out of the backfield backs uh, that we had ever seen. We had a guy we were,
4: that call in and, and sit there because we were talking about Roger Craig. Elliot Harrison came on our show on, on, on Sirius XM, and, ah, yeah. and some guy was sitting there talking about you know if, if if Roger Craig is in the Hall of Fame, then why is T.D. in the Hall of Fame? So we you know said, hold on a second, man, you don't, you don't come on this show and and and, and bad mouth. Mr. Lamar Davis. So, who calls in? Five seconds later, TD calls in, and what does he do? Sings the praises of Roger Craig. I mean, over and over yeah. again. I mean, if there's if there's an um, an underrated guy when it comes to that position. It has to be Roger Craig. I mean, a thousand-thousand kind of guy.
1: Well, you know, I like the uh, the I like to advocate on behalf of guys that are in the Hall of Fame but are mm-hmm. still underrated. Tony Dorsett, Eric Dickerson, and Franco Harris are the three names that come to mind with that. Those yep. guys are all unheralded. And by I feel the way, like
3: Dickerson gets a lot of love these days, I don't though. Think Dickerson, I, I feel like he's starting to get it. At, hey, you know, uh, enough people have seen some of those ridiculous highlights yep. now. But, that
1: But in my book, five or six of the top, six runners that i've seen actually in the top six i would say of the running backs in the super bowl era these got four or five of them are kind of slept on and they would be barry sanders is great but just a scooch overrated you know people always base it around the mouse davis offense look he was in a passing offense yeah they spread the field out and handed them the ball he had all sorts of room to make his hay
4: also played on turf
1: sweetness is the best but after that Go ahead. I, to me, especially at that position, with the uh, with with the beating that you take,
3: Earl Campbell talk Earl about taking Campbell, a beating.
1: These guys yeah. all take. Th- these are guys that were beaten up and used up by the time they hit year yeah. seven in their careers. But Earl Campbell, O.J. Simpson. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know if Eric Dickerson falls into that or it just gets sideways with contracts and all that. But look, to me, you don't gauge them on their 12 or 15 years like you might a quarterback. You, re, you you have to judge them on the sweet spot of their careers. And Terrell Davis for that
3: window is good, it about it as dominant. well. And that's where Gail Sayers comes in, who's hmm. – not mentioned because it was such a short career, but my God, you want to talk about the star that really did shine the brightest? I mean, the the numbers—if you look at Gail Sayers, those two that was back-to-back years—it's crazy. I mean, it is absolute. What's his? I think his yards per carry are like 5.5 one year, and just the the long—if you look at the long runs, there's like a sixty and a fifty-five and a forty-five. It's, once he was gone, he was gone. It was over if he got into the open field. That's. And that's just such – I don't think we'll ever – I guess we sort of saw it with Terrell Davis. Um, but I don't think we'll ever see that again, where someone could play that well for that short of a period of time and, and still get into the Hall of Fame.
1: The guy who I'd love to uh, I, – I, I mean uh, – uh, The. As Eric Dickerson's star sort of rises as people talk about them and genuflect about uh, the best years that he Mm -hmm. had. The other side of that is, for some reason, I've noticed some cynicism breaking late against Bo Jackson. And Bo Jackson, go back and watch. Ridiculous. Just go back and watch. People people marginalize him by saying, you know – uh like ten percent of his total NFL rushing yards came on three plays. Well, he didn't play very much, but I think if I if I just wish we could have had yeah, him for
3: full you know, bow. four
1: years, sixteen games to see what kind of uh, gargantuan numbers he would have put up. But anyway, i I'll, I'll put the I guess I have to put the Niners at, at number three there with Montana and the transition away from Montana. And it's funny how often these teams shoot themselves in the foot by by internal strife, and that may end up being the case for the Patriots. They may be – So who's two at-
3: the pats for you behind the Steelers?
1: I'm going to put the Patriots one. How about one. that? What do you think
3: about that? Classy? Well, no. <laughs> it's pretty classy of me. Here's my problem with that, right? <laughs> Are we having the same conversation about the Patriots if freaking Pete Carroll doesn't lose his damn mind? And, and try to anoint Russell Wilson as, uh, as the MVP instead of handing that damn ball to Marshall Falk – I mean to Marshall Falk to, – to Marshawn Lynch, and they win that Super Bowl. And now we're talking about, well, I mean, there's a team that hasn't won in 10 years now uh, since Spygate, so I don't know what you – I mean, that's, that's my one problem with putting the, the Patriots at number one. So, because but, it was, it was.
1: So you suspect, though, because I do buy that things do not then trend in the direction. You know, if you've watched uh, the Terminator or any other time travel movie, you know if you alter one moment, right. all that follows changes. And I think Time-space it does. Alter. I think so the if Seahawks lose forty-nine, w- right, the Patriots. That ends the dynasty. I think so. And I think it's got a real good shot of ending doesn't it. doesn't happen against right. the Falcons.
3: That's I truly believe that.
1: I can kind of buy that. Um and Cliff Avril with uh, some news on that front uh, a couple yeah, weeks right? ago when
3: ended he, their dynasty. When what could have been in a dynasty? Here and
1: declared that, but you wonder if Belichick sitting uh, Malcolm Butler ended that dynasty. And isn't it interesting mm. as people have pointed out off of the Cliff Averill noise that he made here, sitting where Cole is sitting right now? Um, as people have floated out, Malcolm Butler could basically be responsible for ending two games.
3: <laughs> right, Seahawks that's and the Patriots. That's kind of true. Yeah, that's a good one.
1: Fascinating. But the asterisk goes to the – and there are all those teams out there, like the Houston Oilers would have won a Super Bowl. They would have beaten the Rams in Super Bowl 14 had they overcome the Steelers. They didn't, though. And in 13, you could have had – you talk about oh, uh, what Super Bowls that could have been. I love playing the game of ones that we were deprived of. It bugs me that we never saw at the – As brand names that we never saw the Raiders and Cowboys play a Super Bowl is kind of a bummer. Snake versus Staubach would have been the best, but another one and the
3: best uniform matchup
1: would have been would have been far and away. uh, Maybe a little too much silver clash in there,
3: but anyway. But
1: mm, Oilers, Cowboys, Oilers, the battle Cowboys, for Texas yeah. in, uh, in Super Bowl 13 would have been sweet too. Unfortunately for them, the Steelers got in their way. I
3: just would have loved to have seen Bum on a sideline for the Super Bowl. Just what would he have put on? In the what 10 would Bum gallon? have been, right? What could, would have been a different hat? Would have been a studded hat? Would have been a 20-gallon yes, hat? Yeah. Like, you know he would have adjusted for a Super Bowl. There would have been something special.
1: I've talked with a couple of coaches uh, lately, and I have been pushing them to uh, to to get back to the suit and fedora. Why not? You know, what do we not?
3: I, I can answer that. I
1: know that it's a uniform thing.
3: That- I, I can answer that. Why? Because remember, Mike Nolan tried. I, yeah. And failed I miserably. I do remember that, yeah. And he failed. Oh, you mean it's a Bless jinx. Bless his heart. Just, yeah. just, he tried, and it went so poorly. And
1: Del Rio. And they, it was like Reebok yeah. uh, licensed suits
3: yeah. and ties. It was weird, but. Yeah. You better have a damn good team that you you know is at, at the worst going to get to the championship Could round. Did you
4: see Bill Belichick on his, in a his suit on the sideline?
3: I'd like it better I mean, than this nonsense. Yeah. That's that defines. And the cutoff sleeves. Yeah,
1: twenty years from now, we'll look back and it'll seem, more, seem even more preposterous than it does now. Like, wait, no. the architect no. of of this dynasty <laughs> is that guy, that hobo. <laughs> yeah, what,
3: they, the couldn't a, they couldn't get him.
1: They couldn't get him a thing that fits, or at least, yes, I would like a. I'd like a suit and tie out there, if you please. that On top of
3: that, said as much of a hobo as he looks, he still doesn't look as ridiculous as baseball managers do in full uniform. I mean, there was nothing as ridiculous wow. as that. Why are you wearing a uniform? You're not allowed but, on the field. Stop but, you're no. not allowed on the field to play generic. unless you have
4: a uniform on. Remember Terry Francona? They they find him back in the day because he would just put on his pullover.
3: Well, you know who? No does jersey, Socha. No, Sosha yeah, right. has not worn a jersey, jersey. in 12 years. Yeah. Why are they so that against – why,
1: why is every major league ballpark so against pepper games? I mean, they have to go out of their way to dance. <laughs> no they pepper. Have, they have <laughs> painted all over the wall. No pepper game. Why are you so worried about I have, pepper?
3: I, I, I have no clue.
1: Pepper's fun game. It you is. know, a little fun – you know, you know how to play pepper. You know, pepper we just had moves. a big
3: controversy here in Southern California, as a matter of fact. What was it? For the uh, high school playoffs. Uh, sort of pepper, soft toss. So uh, – Oaks Christian which is a big money Wayne Gretzky's kids go they're out in Calabasas area right big money private school uh, I can't remember who they were going up against but um, there's apparently a rule where no straight on soft toss is allowed. I don't know why I don't in the understand cage? it. Anywhere on the field. Now you can soft toss from the side, pepper style, but you can't soft toss from straight ahead. So, who soft tosses from straight ahead? Though, it, it, well, I think for, that's that's a recipe for disaster. I have no idea. Okay, but that's a rule of some sort, and um, for some reason, this team decides to do it. They go out and they uh, they beat Oaks Christian. Oaks files a protest says straight on, no uh, soft toss. So uh, even though we lost this game, we're going to file a protest and we'll advance. And what is the uh, what does the CIF say here in Please Southern California? Please tell me there was
1: not an over-officious jerk who did they that. They
3: said, um, you know what, had you announced to everybody that you were protesting before the first pitch, we would have honored your request. But since you decided to hold on to that until you lost the game, Request denied. Good. Do they have exactly. video of these head-on? Oh yeah. So, I mean, oh no. There were parents taking video. Come on. Yeah. Man. Of the uh, the, of the get, illegal. So- exactly. They're high school kids. Talking no about.
1: pepper games now. Terrible. So to review, we're I, it, so
3: everybody's different. Oh no. You and uh, Cole have the nine or the Patriots at number one. We both I do.
1: guess so, and I'll go Steelers at 2, and I'll go Niners at 3, 80s Niners at 3 with Bill Walsh. Um, but the asterisk goes to the Cowboys of the early 90s. Had they not had strife at the top with Jimmy and Jerry? They could have been number one. Yeah, they could have kept and, and, going. And really, they people will tell you you have to. It, it's not hard to, to find evidence that will bear this out. They really should have beaten the Niners in the year that Steve Young winds up playing Is the Chargers. 90-
3: Three? 92 94. season, 93 Super Bowl, right? No,
1: 94. 94, the Steelers, right. Right, 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 They got upset in three rivers by, right. by, by, by Stan Humphreys. Stan Humphreys came in and beat them. <laughs> um, but, yeah, either way, whoever survived that NFC title game would have obviously vanquished the Chargers. They could have won. Uh, they could have had four at minimum. And if you talk to Michael Irvin and Emmitt Smith and Troy Aikman individually, they will all tell you I want to just enjoy what we got. I, you know, I'm proud of the three, but yeah, it, it burns me that we
3: didn't get five.
1: Michael Irvin will wow. tell you six, but I mean, really, yeah. they had a legit shot.
3: To when go, you look defensively, what that team was, they could have gotten four or five in a yeah. row. They
1: really could have, but they didn't. So I can't, I can't give them points for what might have happened. The other one is you say, well, that we can't help what error they played in. The Packers were playing in an NFL. And winning those titles when there were 12 teams in the league in two playoff rounds. How much am I supposed to honor that? Same goes for the 60 Celtics. Save me save me the genuflecting to, to Bill Russell. Yes, an all time great and everything else. First of all, it was a minor league sport at the time. My forefathers were guarding Bill Russell, not the. Uh, well, not now wait legitimate.
3: a minute. Now, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and, now there eight teams and there were 18. There was minute. nobody in the Dave, league. Dave, wait a minute. When you are talking <laughs> about the Celtics Lakers clash of the Russell Wilt West era, yeah, there's only a handful of teams, but my god, those Celtics and the you got a Lakers team that you're knocking off with Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, Wilt Chamberlain, arguably the greatest big man of all time, the first true like stretch. Th- I mean, Elgin was 6 foot 9. He was basically Sort of LeBron before LeBron. Yeah. Bigger, faster, stronger, outside shot. could re- I don't, You look at Elgin's numbers, the guy was averaging 35 points and 20 rebounds a game as a three. Now, Jerry West. You know what, you know what? people I don't, don't know appreciate that. enough? The other
1: <laughs> side of that is people don't appreciate LeBron enough for whatever happens to him in the finals when he meets these mighty teams and he keeps going up against them in one-man style, too, more yeah. often than not. Um, a, a, in spite of all, the, the, not enough appreciation for Every spring, year in and year out, he gets over those Eastern teams. Oh, well, the East is crummy. He never, he never stumbles. He's never stumbled in eight years. We we need to honor that more while it's in front of us.
3: It's pretty good. Don't disagree. Yeah, uh, and I think everybody's coming around to that. I think that you know, for for all the belly aching about LeBron doesn't get enough love, I'd say that could end. That I think that ends this year. I think it's all it's, right. a lot of it's it's you know, this year for whatever reason became the tipping point. Like seven straight finals wasn't enough, but apparently eight is. And and it's
1: also, by the way, now that he sees Golden State here, he got over. No one else is gonna you know what's gonna make LeBron look even better is that he is the one thing that got in the way of the Golden State dynasty. That's he's the one thing that was able to disrupt. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that was their seventy-three win year. That he history will regard that. And even in losing to this dynasty, which further burnishes the Golden State legacy, in it's sort of vader versus obi-wan kenobi mm-hmm. in their in their go-round on the original death star like you know if you strike you know it's like lebron uh, uh, hey kd and steph strike me down now i'm going to become even more powerful than you can possibly imagine by vanquishing lebron they look better and you know who else looks better him because he's the only one who did ultimately beat them that one time
4: you know who else looks better who michael jordan he looks great because he never lost in a finals six finals guy, MVPs. you're making the
1: joe montana argument he never lost, unblemished. Well, as I've told you and before, and money wants to push back at, I'll tell two Chicagoans this: two, two Chicago knocks here. I'll give you, a, I'll give you a double, <laughs> I'll give you a double dose. I'm not even going to talk about the crummy state of your Chicago wiener that you guys like to brag on so much. But with the, with the, Easy
3: there, he's going, Commander Ketchup he's talking. Yeah, he's talking crazy now.
1: I'm not even bringing that one up, and it's a good thing because then I would exactly. Bring it exactly why would you talk have about, no I'm position glad, to take on. Glad a we're not talking about it right now. Not allowed to. But what I will tell you is one. The Chicago Bears of 85 would have lost in the Super Bowl if Dan Marino wouldn't have stumbled to the point that I was making about LeBron James a minute ago. Dan Marino had his chances, but they stumbled in games they shouldn't have had, that they shouldn't have, and they didn't get there. The Cowboys of the 70s could have had a third go-round with the Steelers to round out the 70s, but they stumbled against the Rams at home. That's what LeBron has not done in eight years. It's remarkable that he hasn't. But um, but that uh, Bears team in 85 – would have lost to Dan Marino on the fast track in the Superdome. They already lost to them in in, in Miami. They would have lost again to them. So that removes that. Yes. Sorry to knock you down on that one. Second
3: one. They certainly had the formula on the Monday Nighter. They but, they certainly had it figured out.
1: I I love the idea too that people point out. No, no, don't you haven't you heard all the anecdotes from from Dan Hampton and didn't TV want to show Michael? him anything. No, no. No, their argument was, no, we went on twisters in Miami. So we we yeah, we were hungover and stuff. We didn't show up ready for that game. Oh, but in but on Bourbon Street, no, you you guys would have you guys would have Steve McMichael would have been
3: very responsible. 10
1: p.m. 10 p.m. <laughs> p.m. sorry. Did go please don't knock on our door after 10 cuz we're it's lights out for us, friend. Um, but the oh. other but but the other one is too. Michael Jordan. His legacy was Aided tremendously by the fact that he retired for those two years and avoided. That's just, that's the Akeem dumbest Elijah one that you have. That's not avoided. A dumbest, Hakeem but yeah, Olajuwon. It is. Yeah. L- Elijah. What won. is this nonsense? You know that Kenny vaunted
3: backcourt of the Houston Rockets. Yeah, Come you know on, what? man. Kenny, yeah. Smith, oh, yeah. Kenny Smith could defend. He was, really? Yeah. Kenny, really?
1: Kenny Smith would have. Really. good. That's really what Michael you're coming Jordan. with. Come on. I didn't say he was going to keep Michael Jordan to eight points a game, but he would have given him a little bit of trouble. Come on,
4: you're talking all these asterisks talked. I mean, that's the the Houston Rockets have asterisks right. next to their their championships. Right. Michael Jordan was playing baseball. I
1: stand corrected. Bill Wennington would have worked. Wennington uh, was nice. Given, it's uh, one guy. Don't you talk it's, bad it's about one Bill Wennington. guy?
3: That that team <laughs> was one guy. You're gonna start, And that one guy
1: is the best center of our lives
3: against against the arguably but, the greatest basketball player that yes, ever lived. Very good. You're gonna start
4: dragging uh Luke Longley through the mud too. Come on, if
1: you want me to. Will
3: Purdue? <laughs> hey man, they Will they
1: Perdue.
3: had 18 fouls, baby. Will Purdue
1: banging on Akeem? 18 fouls.
3: Here they come. Bing, bang bang boom.
1: Um. All right. So our final list is uh, is well, I don't know who wins our final list. Do we have a collective? Did anybody do the math on that? Definitely not. Uh,
3: I would be the Patriots because you both yeah, had both them both one. So I had them two. two. Uh, the Steelers your, would be two. You both had the Steelers. And then
1: the Niners of the '80s would probably three. Be, Although maybe not, because nobody put the Steelers one. It might be Niners. might be Niners, too. I I want you to cut all that out of the show, Emma. We can't have that. (laughs) You got it.
4: All the football talk. Get it out of there.
1: (laughs) Um, Emma VP, dealer's choice. What do you want us to kibitz about here these last few minutes? Go ahead. Choose a football subject to show – our range.
3: Of all the six things you prepared for the show, for all the things Emma, you which one do... thing would you like us to do? We
1: do have a new intern back there. Do we want to meet and greet him?
0: Yeah, why don't you say hello? His
1: name's
2: right. Cameron. Hey, Cameron. Do I don't care. You
1: know like his name doesn't matter to me. <laughs>
5: <laughs> That's a great way to be wow. welcomed. Thanks.
3: <laughs> Too much talk. Cameron, how are you?
5: How are great, you? great. Thank you. Good.
1: Hello, Cameron. Uh, left first question What does uh, DDFP stand
5: for? Uh, is it a podcast? Is it something that's that's holy good? crap, get him off oh, the headset? Yeah. Is uh, it, it's yeah. minus one.
4: Where's this where's Sandman Sims? If this was Showtime at the Apollo, you just got
3: the hook camera. Mm-hmm. Who or what
1: uh, does uh, the name Studio sixty six stand for?
5: Um sixty six. Yeah. It's it's a number at least. Um No flies uh, on you. Wow No, boy, it is a number. Boy this division 2 level of education is really paying off right now wow. yeah self deprecation i went to junior it, college it doesn't help in I the went end push back Cameron, pushback. you
1: may not be aware <laughs> that uh, of the show that you don't know is uh, DDFP is the Dave Damashik football. Oh, is it? it is. Oh, it
5: I thought is. this was like a music podcast. I've been sitting back here. Whoa! The oh, and
1: he's, shots and he's shot! And coming with some bat, snark, bat. Not,
5: hey, exactly, and with some snark. Yeah. Someone's been off right oh while during
1: the show, getting, his, that, getting huh? his stuff ready. That's here, right. we abide by a no jive policy, and I'll thank you to
5: uh, to live it okay. here
1: <laughs> and uh, outside these four walls. <laughs> now to the matter at hand, sixty-six.
5: Is this really? Is this the question that that's, That is a
1: real question. What do you mean? This, is this a real question? Is yes. this? What's a fake question?
5: <laughs> Just think.
1: The question.
5: Yes. He, he doesn't know. He's yeah. not gonna know. Can I phone a friend? Is that is mm. that go against the rules? Ew. I make feel like I, I need to do the guess. Stewie voice here. Name
1: <laughs> one <laughs> human being <laughs> who is associated with money, the man? number. Maybe 66. maybe look to your
3: left there, Cam. <laughs> yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe be observant. Maybe, maybe play you look your, over Matt Money's right shoulder, you creep. Creep he didn't am- even know who I am. He's he's now looking at you when you say look over Matt Money Smith's shoulder. He looked right at you.
5: I don't know. I don't see any clear indications. Wow. Oh,
3: For the love of God, look right here. Jeez. Yeah.
4: Nobody cares for eyes more than Pearl. You might want to get those
3: glasses. six six. Have you One,
1: heard
5: of yeah. hockey? Mario. Mario, ah, Super Mario. S- Pointing the Averill jersey. Ooh. Yeah. See what he did there. Now he's just. Now he's got. Am I that. just deflecting? What am I? Yeah. What would you consider that? Right. Maybe he's a big Gretzky fan or something. Let's see if you can
1: save this one, Cam. Who did Dave Damashek declare to be the real America's team of 2017
5: and 2018? Oh, my gosh. Can I give you a biased answer or does it have to be a legitimate answer that you – you yourself decided upon. That's just. I, th- too I many think we words. have to
1: clarify this, Cameron. This so I, th- I think the, nope. what you were asking with the first uh, part of your question was, "Do you want Cam's opinion?" Exactly. No, no I don't. Okay, you don't. <laughs> no, I don't. I want. I...
5: <laughs> from, from what I've gathered, you're a Steelers fan. Is it the Steelers?
1: No. See, no. I'm a, I'm a man of the people, and I'm so my. M- the fact that I. Lean towards one of the thirty-two NFL teams does not color my o- uh, ability to be objective. Nope. Witness the fact that I just named the Patriots the greatest dynasty.
5: Mm-hmm. True, you bet, Cameron, I you agree. were sitting there in the whole the whole time, the, the whole time. I was. You know, he, <laughs> I was just ignorant to the fact I, he, was, he was blinded. America's team by the of that is twenty seventeen
1: and twenty eighteen <laughs> is. The reigning world champions, the Philadelphia Eagles, and it doesn't have to do with their Lombardi. It has to do with uh, with the great stuff that uh, Chris Long and Malcolm Jenkins and those fellows are doing. All right, what else can you? Well, I, I mean, I, this is ridiculous. This is five layers too deep. Yeah, He's going mm-hmm. to summarize Damashek's love skunk bit to the best of your ability. It's going to happen. He couldn't. What? Do. You know what? I like that. I don't think he's ever listened to the pod. I like. You know what? In fact, I like this game even better now. Without knowing what it is, what does love skunk mean to you? When you hear like, "Oh, I'm a Dave is a love skunk," why? What? What? Why am I the love skunk? I
5: immediately go to like the Looney Tunes and thinking of like Pepe Le Pew. Mm-hmm. That's immediately what I go to. Mm-hmm. And all of you seem not appeased by my answer, so I'm guessing I'm way. I like Pepe Le Pew. he's, okay. he's kind oh, of a questionable right a nice character.
4: His tactics, Pepe Le Pew, are not going to fly a little, a little
5: aggressive. Not going to fly today. Little aggressive,
4: Pepe.
1: Nah. Can you play the uh, spaghetti or M.O.V.P.? Can you do that like wah, wah,
3: wah? Oh, you want sad trombone? <laughs> there we go. Nice sad trombone. <laughs> oh, wow. Sad trombone. All right. Are we wrapping it up
1: here? Did Whatever you want to do. I don't I care. Don't I'm, good, I'm
3: good to keep about. moving. You want to keep it going? Is there anything that you? I feel bad. You? Emma Emma put in a lot of hard work here prepping the show. So
1: All right. You, you want to do this? Dak? Here we go. Dak Prescott recently said, I don't know if any team in the league necessarily needs a number one receiver. Is this true? I'm going to go to you, Cole. Wright.
4: I feel like if you have a a solid enough collection of one Bs, more times it depends on who the player actually is, who the quarterback is. If if Dak Prescott is is suggesting that his team doesn't need a number one type wide receiver, I mean, I, I think that that statement, you know, it it, it it really does fit the scenario that's going on right now with, with the Dallas Cowboys, but I think it helps if you have a number one wide receiver.
1: Okay, specific yeah, to I, the I 2018 Cowboys, let's say they get through clean to September. Do they need a number one wide receiver to be relevant? Do I mean, we we know that they don't really – Alan Hearns does not count to me as a I mean, number one wide receiver.
4: We've seen the Patriots be successful without a, a legit number one wide receiver, but Tom Brady
3: is Drew different Brees. than Dak Prescott. Honey, how say you. Yeah. I think it's I think Dak needs a number one receiver, yeah. I don't think Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or these guys that have been operating without a true number one for the majority of their careers need one. But if you're Dak yeah, I think you need a little bit of help there. Here's More the of a, de- a deflective I, I, I'm, statement. I'm, I'm
1: with you on that because here's why: Dak Prescott, you can say if you look at how he's performed in in his couple of years with Des Bryant in the lineup. Well, he doesn't he doesn't uh, obsessively target Des. No. He'll throw away from Des. But of course, why are those other guys options for him to throw the ball to? Because right. Des is consuming so much attention. Now that you're not going to have that, you're not going to have that safety moving over to to keep an eye on Des all the time. That's going to clog things up for those other options out there. So Dak might need it. However, I do paradoxically, agree with Dak's larger statement. We've gone over the things that if you look at the teams that win Super Bowls and don't. Everybody, gotta have this. Gotta dominate the line of scrimmage. You know, you gotta be able to run the ball. You gotta be able to convert on third down. You gotta be able to get off the field on third down. All the cliches that people go with. You can go through those, parse them all, and decide which ones actually um, are true in reality. And if you look at it, it's not just the Patriots. You don't have to have a number one wide receiver to win the Super Bowl. It makes you Seem dangerous, and and for and I'm sure you keep mm-hmm. defensive coordinators up later at night than they otherwise might if you have uh, Julio okay. Jones coming into town. But it does not it does not indicate that you are a dangerous Super Bowl contender.
4: It, it almost seems like a deflective statement. It's almost like you're a kid that you know all your friends have all these these great toys that they come back from Christmas break with, and you're like, well. I I didn't want that power wheels anyways. We don't e- we don't even need that to have a, you know, a good Christmas break. It's like it's he doesn't have that number 1 wide receiver right now and I feel like he's trying to, you know, make it less of an issue.
3: So what's number seven. 1 after quarterback? What do you need?
1: You know what? I I would even say that if we can go to both sides of the line of scrimmage. I'm saying both cuz I that, think it's pass right. If you can say line of scrimmage. Yes. Over quarterback, I think that in the 21st mm. century over the last 15 years. Over a quarterback Maybe. Man, be- that's tough. Listen, Nick Foles won
3: the Super So you want Bowl. both Joe sides. Blackham you want offense and defensive line? If you, if I can have both. You, okay, I'm, okay. I'm not giving you both. You can have one, either pass rush or Look dominant Brady. offensive line. Pass
1: rush is beating Brady it, yeah. in three. Yep. I think
3: that's it. I think it's pass rush.
1: And and had Cliff Raveril not gotten hurt in uh, in the third quarter, they would have beaten that team as well. Right. They, that, that was their kryptonite and has been their kryptonite. Mm-hmm. You heat up Brady, that's how you beat him. Eli did it twice. Foles did it. And uh, and uh, they could have done that as well with uh, with Seattle. I think that's more important. And, you know, like I say, that th- there's as much evidence of that. Brad Johnson did it because of Warren Sapp and Simeon Sir. Rice and that game. Peyton
3: Manning did it because of Von Miller and DeMarcus uh, Ware and that game. Yeah. That's right. I think Russell Wilson, be Ben Roethlisberger as a rookie when he didn't really have much there. You know our, our second year. That's
1: right. It's not even having a sturdy offensive line. You're right. Uh, that's. Uh, it's it,
3: the pass rush.
1: So, pass rush over even high end quarterbacks. So in is the it 21st century.
4: Not not even cliche. It's just factual information that defense wins championships. There not just not, just not a just ad. A not even
3: cliche. A, a pass rush dominating defense. pass where you don't have to blitz. Yeah. You get to the quarterback with four.
1: That's it. That's, That's it. a bold statement, MVP. So Look at what we landed on the Rams are going to win it this year? That was good stuff. I mean, what do you think, wow. Spaghetti? I don't, I don't know
3: what they got coming off the edge. They you know sure what? as heck got a lot of heat coming off the middle. I love that. You
1: yeah. know what? I think if, if if we believe what we're saying, the Eagles pass rush has gotten even better yeah. now with
3: the pieces that Michael Bennett added, added to Fletcher Cox. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so now you have that. And the other one that people have not talked about sufficiently in my book is the Green Bay Packers. Look at what they're going to have Mike on Daniels, that defensive front. Yeah. with yeah, Sheldon with and Kenny Clark and Sheldon. I mean, now all of a sudden, what they're going to have, and then now they've jazzed up with uh, with some young athleticism on the back end. Beware that defense too. Beware the Green Bay Packers coming out of the NFC. That's not to say that I'm ready to pick them because it's only June. I'm not a ridiculous. Yeah, hey,
3: it reminds me of something. Still pretty good. Side sidebar. Yeah. Uh, am I the only one that remembers really enjoying the arcade game Sinistar? Beware! I live. Do you remember that one? I remember it that. was like a competitor to Defender and Asteroid, same sort of thing. You're flying around a little yeah. rocket, and this guy keeps amassing this giant head that would float around the screen and fire missiles out of his mouth. And he had, to no, no. say Beware! I live. Remember you. that one at all? It's weird. Maybe I dreamt it. I go.
1: I <laughs> Every go, time I bring it up, people are like I don't know what the, <laughs> the hell you're talking about. We can we can do a proper. I don't. I I hate to go willy nilly on in, uh, on important stuff like this, but off the top of my head. I think I go Missile Command, Joust, you know, Burger Time was pretty
3: good. Burger yeah. Time was great. Burger
1: Time, you make the burger, yeah. you know? That's what you have to do is I'm a make big the burger while the, while the pickles are Love Centipede. around. Centipede. Centipede was yeah. very good. Yeah, any time that the, late, the mid to late 80s, uh, arcade games came with the, the ball, yeah, the rollerball. Yeah, that look familiar field. at all? Sinistar. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah with that remember. big old head coming oh, wow. at you. All right, yeah. it looks like it's a like, like, a, like it's an intimidating Galaga. Looks like a kind of like it was all that same Galaga. flying around. Galaga, by the way, would be my number one. It's like Galaga you get at Aldi's. Uh, there you go, Galaga. I never <laughs>
1: understood why people loved the Galaga. I
3: love so the Galaga because you get the double fighters. You man. get the double fighters, man. You lay in wait and then you get the double fighters and come at you. You get that
4: Pac-Man joystick. You can get it at your store for twenty bucks. You plug it into the back. Yeah, it's got the three prongs and it's got like like 10 games, Miss Pac-Man, Galaga. It's got a little race game.
1: Yes. Really? Fire. Yeah.
4: I got it from my, my daughter. I think I play it more All than All of a
1: sudden, we got to wrap the show up. I have uh, places to go and uh, video People games to, to buy. Outrageous. Let's uh, yeah. say our goodbyes then to the great Cole Wright. Thanks once again. Thank you. Spaghetti. Pleasure being here. Big Cole guy.
4: Pleasure being here. Yeah. Big Cole Emma, guy. Emma, not so much, though. Uh, uh, I'm Emma. a big
1: Cole guy. Okay. okay. You're right. a big Cole guy <laughs> as well. That's yeah. right. That's and That's now, true. you know what? Cole, you've even elevated further now as money has dropped. Whoa! why? It,
3: because because it
1: was, spaghetti's mad it at him. Calm. I'm
4: not mad
2: at
1: you. Can, can, never, you can you can never? I can never. I can never
3: ever ever be mad. Eddie just say what Pearl you like want
1: about King Henrik, but don't you ever touch EV.
3: I just, I just do have to repeat. You ever heard no code by <laughs> I'm gonna bombard you with so many songs. Get ready for it. Your Twitter
2: feed is gonna be Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam City.
3: <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna be wearing a a flannel around your waist yeah. before the there day's he goes. Yeah, right. It's like someone defending Led Zeppelin coming at me with Houses at a Holy. You see what I did there? Ah, uh, uh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> look, look, crickets. Yeah. Led what?
3: Who? Who? What?
1: All I, I know is lead better. <laughs>
3: That was good. It's yellow. I learned how to play it when well, I was a you... freshman in the dorms. I could play it on the acoustic guitar. You should hear me strum that no, thing. Not me. Oh, I would sing it to the ladies all day <laughs> <laughs> on of healing.
1: <laughs> you know what was funny when they when there was that when there was that late eighties early nineties Grateful Dead resurgence, and in an entire new generation of people of a certain age started to dress like hippies. I knew a lot of I knew oh, a lot yeah. of those people like that. Um and then when swingers kind of broke, people – that's the most ridiculous one to date, when people started walking around dressed. Wallet chains. Yeah, with the wallet chains yeah. and the the, the thick, uh, you know, Doc Martin kind of look and the zoot suit kind of yeah. kind of vibe frat dudes in in that <laughs> outfit. Spaghetti, I want you to become the trailblazer, and I want you to bring back that early 90s uh, grunge look. I want you to start – Wearing um,
3: the quicksilver flannel with the yeah. gray hoodie off the back. Yeah, I want That's you to start you wearing
1: the thermal wrapped pants around your waist underneath your ripped okay. shorts yeah. and everything.
2: Anything for content. It's June gloom. If it's still cloudy out and sixty degrees, I'll wear flannel. Also, That's you got
1: to grow your hair out.
2: <laughs> I'll try. That's the struggle with me. I get really nervous. But you
3: can shave well. one side though, and the other. Yeah. Has, has and to you fall need to drop the, to the sides side. of your beard. You got to have the goatee. You got to have the angry '90s grunge goatee. Yeah. <laughs>
1: right. Emma VP. Last thing. What are we gonna do about this cam situation?
2: I don't know. I, was t- I mean, there's a lot of questions on there. We only made it to, like, two or three. This right? is a great I mean, quiz. Emma did a great job on this. I was re- it's very good. funny. Thanks, okay. Spaghetti.
1: Uh, you know what? Don't look at it uh, for another moment, Spaghetti, and I mean it. Gentleman's Honor, I'm going to give it to you. Okay. Not now, but oh, at right. a later yeah. date. That's why I say. Don't look at it. I want to okay. see how well you can do. All right. That's that. Matt Money Smith, Petros and good Money. Good to be back. Make sure you check it out. iHeartRadio Radio available all over the Big Blue Marble, or if you happen to be in Los Angeles, check it out on AM 570. Ooh, also, there was, uh, there was uh, a, a disruption in the, the Force or something like that. Daves of Thunder now back. Make sure you check that out on uh, Podcast One, available on Apple uh, Podcasts as well. David Feeney, Emma VP's hero, he's back in action as well. So make sure you check that one. And now you got to play the music again. That came in a little too early. I forgot <laughs> that I was going to promote the Daves yeah, you of Thunder. Yeah, take a hint. Also. <laughs> Uh, make sure you check out good sports every day on the Adam Carolla show, too, because I do that, too. Is that all right with you, Emma VP? I guess so. If I talk about that? We're doing it. You know what? That's right. You see, Cameron? You see how she gets it? Prepared. You go get some of that, too. Better luck next time. it been a thin slice of heaven.
3: Well done.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better.